Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Here we are. Oh my God, that was super rowdy yesterday. I have lost my voice somewhat. It was so loud in there. It was loud. We were talking loud and it kept getting busier. And then a friend of mine who has been to this bar... Mm-hmm. This altitude's at mm-hmm. the intercontinental. She said it's so gorgeous. I can't wait. She said it's looks right out over a runway. She said it's so pretty inside. And the guy who owns tomorrow. the hotel is Jim Graves. Who used to own Graves 601. 601 across from the, so it's like that aesthetic. And oh. then to fly the intercontinental flag, of course, you have to have standards. You don't have a voice. What is going on? Julia, we, it we was, was so it was hard to, it was to talk in there. I couldn't hear myself thinking. I just kept going, I know I'm being loud. And probably people were turning their radio down. Anyway. Anywho. Anyway, okay. here we are. Very exciting afternoon here. Well, we have just experienced a top, a mm. top 10. We are going to share it with everybody this afternoon in the five o'clock hour, but we got to talk to the iconic uh, Bob Hope. And he's not Mr. Newhart, he's Bob Hope. But it's not Bob Ho- Hope, it's Bob Newhart. Gosh, do you see how many times I just mixed it up right there, Lori? I didn't, I was like, I thought you were trying to be funny. <laughs> no, yeah, so did I. No, yeah. I just mixed it up. And yeah. I did it when I went to my mom's, my auntie's in town, I dropped by and I said, we're interviewing Bob Hope. And I'm like, no, no, he's no. dead. It's the other one. Yeah. But Bob Newhart, oh my gosh. He's coming to town a week from Friday, um, or two weeks. It's Friday, June 28th at the Mm -hmm. Orpheum. Tickets are still available, people. This would be... I can't even believe tickets are still available. No, I can't either. And he's coming. um, Tickets are to start at like $50, $49.50. We were so nervous, Holly. And did call him Mr. Bob Hope. You did. I did. Mm-hmm. I've had that but on my mind. he had a funny idea. story about it. Yeah, he did. He's just really dear. That was really special. So we'll Do be you think when you're talking to him, like, was he in his study at home? No, it was Bob Newhart offices in Sherman Oaks. Oh, I really? have the address. Oh, really? yeah. Cheryl answered the phone. Cheryl was very enthusiastic. Was what very, time are we going to play that? We're going to play the first part at 5 and the second part at 5.30 um, today. Okay. It was the offices of Bob Newhart. Nice. Oh. <gasps> So fun. Anyway, it was scheduled to only go for 10 to 15 minutes, and we went for like 23. Yeah. He was delicious, so that was really fun. So yeah. we're back here. We're back here. We, um, I knew that we weren't going to be able to go to this concert, but I did kind of want us to go because we went a couple years ago. New Kids on the Block. We're back in town last night at the Excel. Yes. With their mix, 90s mixtape tour. Oh. I bet it was a blast. Both Pioneer Press and Star Tribune said these, the new kids, they've got it down pat, how they do this tour. Because, I mean, let's face it, 
not every boy band gets a second renaissance. No, I know. You know? And so they're just like, I mean, yeah, the Joe brother, the Jonas brothers are having it, but these guys are all close to 50 now. Is that how? And this who, is their fourth. The- New Kids on the Block, Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. Hanging tough, Jordan yes. Knight, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, George, yeah, thank you, Joey McIntyre, and then some other. Guys. Is Aaron Carter in this one? No, no that's he was never even in a, a boy band. Nick okay. Carter was in Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, yeah. yeah. So they mixed in though. They had um, Tiffany, who sang, of course, I think we're alone now. Debbie Gibson, Salt and Peppa. And uh, Naughty by Nature. O-P-P. What a fun night. So every time the new kids on the block would change, one of the other groups would come out. And I guess the only kind of criticism was um, two years ago, the new kids had a band. Oh, okay. And they were re- literally dancing and singing to a mixed you know, tape, tape music yeah. or whatever. So, But anyway, they people were screaming, going crazy. 15,000 people. It's like every time they come, it's a town. This it's, is, well, look at that packed... You that's know, a great that's, schedule. That is a great schedule. As John Breen points out, exactly 30 years after New Kids on the Block made their debut <laughs> at the Minnesota Bleep Fair with Tiffany. They reoccur. These oldies are still hanging tough. I love it. I know it. I love it. We missed it. Yeah, we missed it. We missed it. Uh, you know what came back? What came back? Teresa, Queen of the South. My oh, show. Your show. And her name is Teresa, but they said Teresa, Queen of the South. She's a badass person. If anyone watches that show on TBS, it's probably in its fourth season now. I need to just watch She's it a drug on demand. Dealer. Why didn't I watch that when I was at home with my recuperating? I don't know. Instead of, because uh, I'll tell you why, because I was home all day with Casey and, and we watched wa- that vampire black summer. You had to watch things that he'd watch. Yeah. Well, I wanted to watch something also that made me glad. I, you know, I was like, okay, things could be worse. It could, I be, could be a vampire. It could be a zombie <laughs> apocalypse that just happened. Nobody knows what's going on. Poor Lori. It's so funny because people, when they see your arm and they're like, oh my gosh, what'd you do? And I'm thinking, it's been, it's been a long time. We're in our fifth week fifth week of Lori um, after a rotator cuff surgery and she's still got the arm. Believe it. When people try and scare you about it, they're absolutely right. But you had no option. No, Either I use know. your wing or and or never fly again. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm, so so she, we're she's sick of it. I'm a I'm I'm a baby. I've been a baby about it. Not it's really. broken me. I feel like for me, it's broken me a little bit. Like just we I, can't do anything when you only. Have, I mean, that's a hard one. It's your writing arm. It's your driving arm. It's your makeup arm. You everything can't get takes a yeah. long time. Yeah, Julia. I know. Everything takes a long time. <laughs> <laughs> You're cooking. Even if you pee, it takes a long time because I'm right-handed. And that's important. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I know. I get it. I haven't worn a pair of jeans. I'm praying all my clothes still fit. Oh, they're going to fall off you. You <laughs> look like you've lost 10 pounds since this. You'll be the girl who can't exercise and loses weight. Probably. Don't you think so, Allie? Yeah, that's I think Lori. so. Yeah. I know that's true. <laughs> no, I know it's going to yeah. happen. Well, anyway, um, uh, but yeah, that, I don't know. This this just has I saw a friend this morning. She's like, oh my gosh! And the first thing people want to do is touch you, is including t- me, because I'm used to hitting you. Yeah, I'm a tapper. You're a tapper. I'm a tapper from the word go, mm-hmm. and maybe an undertable kicker. <laughs> I'm a tapper. I'm a kicker. I'm a girl. You yes. didn't kick me yesterday at I Lush. Didn't, I didn't kick you at Lush. I'll see if you kick me at altitudes tomorrow. tomorrow. At altitudes. So, um, 
Last night, uh, there were some funny folks in the clubhouse with the same last name. And when we get back, I'm telling you, why would you marry a himbo after you married uh, um, Addict Bo? <laughs> we will discuss this. You are listening to My Talk 1071. This is Lori and Julia, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, 17, and we got a team. I've got a family and a house and everything. Wow. Mm-hmm. Early nice. achiever and bragger is what I'm calling, <laughs> Halsey. Okay, so here's the deal. Last night in the clubhouse, Andy had... Denise Richards yep. and Kyle Richards. After an epic episode of Real Housewives of right. Beverly Hills. And these two women are not related at no. all. Mm-mm. So um, Denise Richards is a brand new housewife this year. Lo- have loved her. Loved her. Loved that the vote went her way. Should she up her fashion game? And like the poll was 90% said no. Because she's, she's so cash. She's casual. She dresses like a regular person because these like even did you notice those ladies when they were having dinner at their chateau in provence how dressed up they got including carrying little clutch purses when they were staying in the chateau where they were like who needs a handbag for that no one you know no one needs a handbag it was really fashion is but that's why we love beverly hills absolutely so last night the beverly hills housewives went to provence and laura you said you've been there well the town that they go to avignon which where they were in front of the big square um the beautiful church and then the bridge to nowhere and the ladies were going oh i feel like i'm in europe and the one oh you are in europe Is it, who said that? I Dorit, didn't even hear. Oh, Dorit. God, Dorit. Oh, I feel like I'm in Europe. Yeah. Is there in the south of France? It's, <laughs> it's a town. I'd say I know, that. I know. It, I, I know love it. that line. I can't remember if it's on the Rhone or the Sone River, but it's oh, right. You know, Rhone or Sone. Yeah, Rhone, mm-hmm. Sone, or Seine. But it's a, it's a darling, beautiful medieval town, which you see there everywhere in you know, yeah, France. it was a fun night, but again, they get stuck. Those housewives get stuck on a dumb, dumb thing. And, and it's like, you just want to hit, just stop it, you knuckleheads. We're done with this one. Well, yeah. And, you know, anyway. All right. So here's the deal. And if anyone else watched it and agreed that perhaps Denise Richards has fallen into the housewife's trap, it made me sad because all season her forehead moved she had um, marinette lines, you know, at like the bottom of your mouth, like when you don't put fillers in, they start to go south, which is natural. She had all that going on, but last night, now it's been six months or yeah. five months at least. She's since very injected. She was so injected. I was so sad. She's still lovely, but I was like, she fell into the trap. Well, maybe it's hard looking at yourself in high definition TV. Next to all those women who do everything. Yeah. I believe it. Lori, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. So she almost looked like. She was Denise Richards playing Denise Richards because she was so zhuzhed up last night. Yeah. Anyway, she but she's I, she's been a she's great still, addition. She really is. I don't know if I think uh, if I want this rumor to be true that Kathy Hilton might be joining. No, we don't need another sister. Those sisters, Hallie, mm-hmm. Hallie shaking her head too. Yeah. No uh, way, nope. don't you think? Yeah, we have we have the Richard sisters. We don't need the third Richard sister to become a part of that. We yeah. don't. No, so, no, Kim isn't on anymore. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. I feel like Kathy has the same personality as Kim, which yeah. is zero. Yeah, okay. And we don't need that. <laughs> okay. You know, you have to have something, bring something different. I thought someone else we heard that was more exciting was going to be on it. Some, um, some former actress or someone. Who was it that we just oh. heard about? Yeah. Um, I can't think of the name. Anywho, here is um, Denise Richards, who was famously married to Charlie Sheen. Right. And here is a question a caller asked about Charlie. Uh, my question is for Denise Richards. Uh, now that you have finished your first season, 
What was more dramatic, being married to Charlie Sheen or being a Beverly Hills housewife? <laughs> oh, good question. Different situation. I love all these women, and you know, I've had a good time, and I love uh, my season. I really had a great time with all the women. Are you? Um, good answer. Are you Charlie, still? Do you? Uh, what, what's his reaction to the show? Has he seen any of it? I'm sure he has. <laughs> really? You think so? Absolutely. Yes. I'm, I'm sure curious. he has. Okay, so she has married this unfortunate man who has a special breathing energy company. His name is Aaron the Himbo. Well, and he used to be married to Nicola Sheridan. For like 12 months. Yes, and it took him two years to get divorced. And mm-hmm. Casey was watching this with me. Oh, he was. Well, oh, he didn't mean yeah. to be. And he says, what does this guy do who's bartending? I said, well, he helps. He tells um, California, rich California ladies how to stand on one leg and breathe and then drink this special Icelandic water. And it probably costs $1,500 for a session. Him. A uh, session. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. lay down like this, yeah. breathe deep. You know, I said he's like a wellness coach. And Casey's like, what is that? So that was my explanation. Okay, very good. Well, so Aaron, the Yimbo husband, is of bartending of Denise Richards. And I'm thinking, would you, she had an addict guy, you know, a ha- addict beau with Charlie Sheen when she was married to him. And then she's got this himbo. He really, so at one point, he's just asked a very simple question because mm-hmm. um, Andy Cohen's kind of gushing over Aaron's bod. He's a, he's a very good looking guy. He is. But he, I, I, he's so not my type. Yeah. And so he's like, Aaron, you know, everyone wants to know, do you have brothers? And he goes, yes. And he goes, how many? And I, two younger. Well, are either of them single? And he just stares at him like, did you just speak French to me? Or how do I answer that? Or, or I don't have any relationship with him. And he just stared. And then Julia. Denise Richard turned around and answered it for him. I know. she's Because he couldn't answer the question. <laughs> Listen, the, the best was when Andy said, did... How was it for your business when Denise talked about how big your penis was? And he he looked and she goes, go on, babe. And he goes, well, I can't say it didn't hurt. Because now, of course, he's got all these women who are booking his $1,500 wellness sessions. And asking him to wear OP short shorts. Yeah. Wellness sessions in quotation marks, I see. Right. I was just like, well, it didn't hurt. Ah. Well, that... Oh, well, I was so I was, Hollywood. I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> was All right, it. so so here's the big thing that happened this year in the Beverly Hills Housewives is the relationship that is dissolved between Lisa Vanderpump and, and Kyle Richards else. and everyone else. So they asked Kyle Richards about the friendship. Do you think if you would have stayed out of the dog drama yeah. that you and Lisa Vanderpump would still be friends? Oh, good question. Um, yes, I do. However, you know, we're supposed to be honest and have an opinion, and I felt like I had to be honest in that moment. She regrets and I'm, it. Even though Lisa... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I have known each other the longest and are close. I'm friends with all these women and have respect for all of them. So I felt I had the duty to be honest. So... Yes, it would have been easier, trust me. She said um, that she's not watching the show. Do you think if she had seen you... Well, she you... tweets about all the episodes. Oh, there's right. the dick. Oh, well, do you think if she had seen you on the show or before she, you... She came... and Charlie are oh, watching together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know they pretend like they're not. Had she seen the show, do you think she would have a different reaction to you or no? I mean, I, all I know is I, I, and I was honest with her when I went to her house, but other than that, I've never said anything rude about Lisa in the press. In you my were actually interviews. trying to help her. No, I mean, I have nothing but respect for her, and, you know, I care about her, but I, I was being honest about that moment, and that's it. I mean, I really think Kyle was stunned at how that turned out. She was encouraged to go stick her nose in, in something it didn't she have didn't, anything to do with her no no and they made and she did it because she was encouraged and gently brought it, and i bet the producers yes and yes. then she went and i think she was just shocked that because they had been friends so long they couldn't make that moment be okay in the end yeah and now about I her think, admitting that uh, about her what, food, what she eating was, disorder her eating disorder when she was 19 i thought that was pretty uh, well she she mentioned raw it and powerful um, she mentioned about it, and she said that um, because one of um, Lisa Rinna's children had struggled with anorexia. Well, the daughter is yeah. admitted at Amelia. I yeah. think it's Amelia. I think you're right. And so she said, you know, I've never wanted to talk about this before. She didn't want to put the idea in her daughter's head about eating disorders in any way, so she's never shared it. She And she just basically said, you know, my two sisters were tiny little blonde things, and I was a more curvy built like my mom and I had big boobs and they, they complimented me when I started losing weight and to keep this 99 pound weight she was like just basically living on celery and tomato juice she said she'd heat up tomato juice and that would be all she'd eat for the day I mean yeah. that just sad. yeah but anyway she's getting a lot of like you know people are like good and the number one question they're asking her is if you are recovering from an eating disorder um, when things got out of control, do you feel the urge to start your disorder again? And Kyle just said, I think once you've gone through it, you always have the tendency. It's just like anything, you yeah. know, anything else. Yeah. So it was just, I thought that was very real. But that, the episode, I love Erica Jane's clothes. Oh, yeah. I mean, she didn't have a stylist. I mean, that was the big selling point to watch the show last night. These women are traveling without their glam stylist, without the glam scots. And I'm like, oh, wow, this yeah. has got to be big. They've got to do their own makeup. How are they going to, to do, do it. it? But we know Lisa Renna is cheap and she's done her own hair and her own makeup forever. Yeah. You know, gosh, she's pretty. Yeah. Well, Dorit has the clothes, though. She's Why, got the, how does she, she, and she, I feel like she doesn't have, I bet if we met her, we would be shocked that she could stand up. She's that thin. Yeah, she's very tiny. But boy, does she ever have the clothes. You're right. Yeah. You're right. All right, so there's finally one about Kyle and Denise play husband or husband. Oh, we don't have time. Oh, we don't? We're it's, almost done. Yeah, all it's right. not that great of a game. It's not that great of a game. But I really, when they were all up in Lisa Rinna's business about her being Erica Jane, at a Halloween party. I was sick of it. I was thinking of being so dumb. I loved Erica's rolling of her eyes. She's super bitchy. She, I kind of <laughs> love that about her. I kind of do too. Uh-huh. When we come back, um, 
Okay, we need to give some advice to a grown woman who might be doing things she shouldn't be doing. But it's it's up to her because she's a grown-up and she tells us. We'll be right back. Happy, happy hump day. It's nice to see the sun shining. Hey, um, I'm curious. And Lori, I know what your answer is going to be. And no, Holly, no. I don't know what your answer is going to be. But I don't even know the question. Yeah, I, know, I don't but know. If you... We, I want you to weigh in, peeps. 651-641-1071. If you have a friend that is going through a traumatic D-I-V-O-R-C-E, mm-hmm. been married a long time, is kind the, the of... The marriage has ended in a blaze. In a, it's gone out in mm. a blaze. And you watch your friend... Whose husband had a baby with another woman. <laughs> Thank you. Lori's doing the color commentary. <laughs> After being with her for 15 years. 20. 20. Yeah. And, and you see your friend like who's a little unstable. Maybe he's gone off the wagon. But starts dating someone 27 years her junior who's 27 years or old. And a two-time convic- convicted felony for armed robbery and something else. Would you be worried about your friend? Okay. I would look at this guy and say, is he protection from your icky husband that you've gotten away from? Who it's alleged that Kevin was abuse of Wendy Williams. Okay. You know, emotionally, uh, verbally. He's a a fashion designer. No, no. I'm talking about Wendy Williams' husband, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, because remember when she had her shoulder thing and she was very evasive about how she got it? Maybe he pushed her. Who knows? Maybe she's trying to send her ex a message with this big, fit-looking guy. Like, leave her alone. Because Kevin can't be too happy that Wendy has pushed him out. He's out of the show. He doesn't have any, you know, that's where he... He made his 10% or whatever as her manager. Maybe that's what she's doing with him. Maybe it's not. She's, so she's having sex and running well, around well, and know, buying this kid everything. Oh, look, look at you, Miss Judgy, clutching your pearls. You forget how slutty people are. P.S., by the way, when they get divorced, because it's so crushing sometimes. But I'm just saying, I'm, Lori, I'm just, if it was me and I was dating a, tw- a 27-year-old man and I was a multi-gazillionaire and this man, by the way... Has done this. He spent two and a half years in jail after being convicted for robbery with a loaded gun. Okay, well, here is what I am just saying. I'm judgy you. on people who rob with guns, okay? okay I right. think that's an extreme. Listen, there's all kinds of things, but you don't know that Wendy isn't trying to send a message to her a strange husband. How can you switch so much from yesterday when we were listening to I, her But slur? I'm worried about her. Well, I'm not. Don't worry about that. Her picker is not going to be good. <laughs> Just like your picker was terrible when you first got I was divorced. Waiting so I, you're saying what Wendy Williams is a dating toddler right now? She for sure she, is oh. going to be a dating toddler. But I think more than anything, she is maybe is sending a message to Kevin. She might be a little bit of afraid of him, and so she's just sending him. Because she's being very public. She's going to places where she knows paparazzi's going to be. Now she's back in New York. She's made a point. This this could be, it's just that yesterday she sounded slurry to me, but it could have, I don't know. It could have been the white pill she took. Right. Who knows? I mean, she is a grown-ass woman, but you will will be hoodwinked and... um, 
you're you're a dating toddler, so you don't know what the hell you're doing. And so there are people who go online, guys who go online and they practice, they learn, you know, like what's that one guy who taught us who's the rolling the stone, the game, the game mm-hmm. where you know, guys are using online. Think, remember well, she, how? Well, she being catfish. I'm just saying. I not that she's not being catfish, catfish, but it will. What will happen to you? I just think is that she's gotten rid of this toxic mess. Okay. I don't want her seriously dating this guy. I get the feeling that Wendy is playing a game right now with all of this. You do. Well, I want to. I want to believe that because otherwise, I'll really have to feel sorry for her. And I don't want to have to feel sorry for her. Now, Holly, in your opinion, because we all heard her and we've all seen her. Yeah. Do you think she's playing a game? I, you know, I would like to give her the benefit of the I doubt and her not, being that calculating, but mm-hmm. I don't think she's being that calculating. Why, Lori? Yeah. I, I mean, Holly. I think she's just in, in a state and it's messy. Yeah. And yeah, as a result of being in this messy state, she may be hanging out with messy people. And mm-hmm. I hope that Cause he, she's afraid of being alone because it yep. is hard to be alone. That's oh one of the things. All right. Wendy is. Do, all right. So Laura, after you're a long, all right. long time marriage, I mean, sometimes people don't want to be alone. And then you do make, um, you know, those messy rebound. I'm just trying to figure choices. out where did she meet him? Well, some people said that he, uh, Wendy Williams met this guy through Black China because remember, Wendy Williams oh, has right. been in L.A. Yes. She's been hanging out with the Kardashians in Black China, and allegedly they met at a party that Black China had in L.A. And this she past took him week. back to New York. Yes, that yeah. is the deal. She hasn't even known him for a week. Oh dear. Well, this is what happens when you're in a orgasmic haze and uh, do another. <laughs> no, I love it. No, it's but true. it's part of her bigger plan. Yeah. Says. Well, I mean, that's. I wish. I wish that it would be that. But like you guys said, you know, she's just getting her. I mean, and she might just be having some good sex. I mean, maybe she hasn't had any good sex in just a long damn time, and she's just you know having fun, and she doesn't give a heck. A heck All right. If. Uh, you know she, how people feel about Mark Trump Tomlin. Yeah, I think that that's it because look at how you humiliated her. Goes off with this younger woman, has her set up for who knows how many years, has a baby with her. I mean, revenge is your middle name at that point. Oh, you know? I don't know what Lori. to think. You don't want to think? I don't know what well, I think. I'm thinking. Lori's I'm thinking on, all Lori's the thoughts. Cold medicine, <laughs> Tylenol throat code and everything else but i think what the main thing is people are worried she's very vulnerable which she is yeah. right now and anyone out of a big breakup like this i was you were i was a wreck for four years Fa- fragile four years. fragile four years yeah yeah it takes a long and time and then you think and you were like you didn't have this messy situation like wendy williams no. had Think about that. What, that if, what if he was slipping her pills? What if he, you know, and then who knows what kind of a guy he was at home or whatever, what he's, how he talked to her. And, you know, like that's, those are the things that don't leave a mark, Julia. Those are the things that we can't see. No. But I am wo- worried for her and I don't like uh, this to be anything more than like, you know, like maybe two week fling. All right, well, we'll see because we're working. We're not even through the first week. And if you want to see her today, um, she's wearing a hot pink ruffled. She has a couple of these. They're kind of like a house coat. Yeah, she likes to wear a robe. It's a a tooled, ruffled 
robe coat. Yeah, no no person <laughs> in the world is going to say, I, gee, I would love to be 50 or 54 or 51 single. and get get divorced and get you know, get that single. I mean, it it seems like terrifying at the time. So you No, do, it, it doesn't seem like it, it, it is, is terrifying. It is. Yeah, okay. And you're like, "What the hell? What's right. wrong with me?" So, you know, here's this guy. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. I mean, she brought oh. him in to get a haircut. Well, I, she's bought him clothes to to get him to dress well, the part. Yeah, and they I, were outside of an ATM and she was handing him cash. Lori, yeah. it's not a... It, yeah. it, it, but, like, maybe he's kind of like protection boyfriend. You are taking it one step further. Lori wants him <laughs> to be a SEAL. He's a Navy <laughs> SEAL that just went awry and just had a couple bad things happen to him. And he's I'm back not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. He's I'm, back. He's back well, I, doing Wendy everything. Wendy will be a dating toddler... Unbelievable. Uh, oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Probably worse than you. You know? I, I think mean, there's a lot of people that are going to be worse than me. Like. Yeah, but I mean, because she, like, hasn't, wasn't she with him even for like yes, seven years yeah. before she got married? Like, they've been together mm-hmm. like 30 years. It's a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Long time. That Since you've been naked in front of another man. It's almost her entire adult life yeah. when you yeah. think about it. I mean, you know, I shouldn't say maybe she has been naked with somebody else. I, I don't know, but it, that's how kind of I think a of it. Consistent nudity in front of a single individual. Okay. You right. guys are so funny. Well, there's a comfort there. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. I, I remember another friend of mine. Are you telling me I'm going to have to get naked in front of another man? You know, she's just there like. There is a comfort there. I, will, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, people. We've solved nothing. We've solved absolutely nothing. But we have, Turi Ryder is going to be joining us next. And she, if you remember who she is, I worked at KSTP AM 1500 as a sales rep back in 1990, 89, 90, I think. And Ginny, who's head of our radio division here at Hubbard Broadcasting, hired Turi Ryder to be on the air. And this is back when we carried on KSTP AM 1500. Joe Sushri, Don Vogel, the round Don one of Vogel. sound. We had um, was on. Rush Limbaugh, Turi Ryder, Barbara Carlson. I don't know where Turi was with, I think, if she came in. She was here before Barbara Carlson. She was? I don't know. She was here three years. Yeah, I at remember. The, at the Brothers yeah, Station. Yeah, I remember. So I don't um, know. Well, we'll catch up with her when she comes back. And she wrote a book that Lori absolutely loved, and I am loving. There you go. Uh-huh. You're listening to Lori and Julia. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are delighted to be having uh, Turi Ryder joining us. And uh, she has written her first book. It is... It was so fun to read. It was such a good... You're a good writer, Turi Writer, besides being a good talk show host. It's called She Said What. I'm just honored to be with you guys because you you are my pop culture cheat sheet. Oh, Oh, that's so cute. Now, Turi, Julia, she goes goes back with you in radio days. I sold ads at KSTP AM 1500, I think, and I met you one of my very first days when you were just coming in. And you're with Jenny. How awful was I? How, how, how terrible. I, yeah, it, no, but I mean, I just remember meeting you and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Dory. And you, you were on the air then. You do write kind of a, I, I liked what you wrote about, like, because for people who are in radio, I mean, I thought your book was really a great essay, kind of an, 
about like working women and you know just it's it, it's it's whether whatever industry you're in didn't really matter but i loved what you wrote about salespeople, people who sell ad ads on the radio you're off <laughs> i'm so sorry no but it's <laughs> true people well now tell us what you said you about know, them because it, i didn't read it yeah. i mean i didn't read that well, part that's okay. And the beauty of this book, I am told by people who use the facilities, which is most people, that you can. it's a great book to leave in your <clears throat> loo yeah. because you can pick it up and, and put it down. And, and so if you're not at that part yet, that's all right. One day you'll need to sit for a while and you'll read it. <laughs> um, so so um, the part about sales, is that what you wanted? Well, people, that's what Julia did. I did sales. Yes. Well, here's the deal with this. I mean, if you sell... Um, Lamborghinis, presumably you like Lamborghinis and you get to drive them. Um, and if you sell high fashion, you know, you, you love shoes and you, you love, you know, designers. But if you sell radio, it's very strange. There seems to be this idea that you don't even have to like it to sell it. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, I don't think that about our people. But yeah, I think it's changed. Yes. Total yes. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to. But well, that's d- one of the reasons that I loved working for Hubbard. But uh, this, I think the story that you're referencing is when I was in, in Portland and they got rid of the music format and they flipped to talk and they kept all the people from the music format who didn't understand why they should have to get any new advertisers. Right. Which would be sort of like if you were running a Steinway piano store and that went under. So you changed it to a Harley dealership. <laughs> And the people who were selling the Steinways were just sort of kept on to sell Harleys. Sure. It's, you can yeah. imagine how well that would go. I know. And, and you know, Turi, you write about how you just always, you know, radio was where you wanted to go. You didn't know how you were going to get into it. But you knew at a pretty young age that radio was like a place that you wanted to find yourself. And just I loved how honest you were about how you got to do everything that you did. You know, you BS'd your way. You you did, did all these things. I lied things. a lot. I yeah. Did. I lied. I know. And stole. <laughs> and stole. Well, oh, dear. <laughs> now, everybody's going to think that I, like, you know, held people up at gunpoint. I, I need, may I tell how, what I stole? And then I returned it. Yes. I, so, I, uh, I needed to find some radio stations to put on my resume because no one was going to hire me with no experience. And it's kind of that catch-22. Yeah. Um, again, Hubbard's an exception. They they pick, you know, they see talent and they give it a shot. But you guys are, I'm sure you know how lucky you are. It's the exception rather than the rule. Oh, oh we so, were so lucky. We're 100%. I, Turi, I always think, well, I tell Julia sometimes, they could do a movie on us because oh. this is just unheard of. In radio to be hired with yeah, virtu- happy anniversary. Yeah, thank 17 you. Years. 17 years. So I know it, but it is kind of unheard of. And like I think you write in the end of your book um, to uh, Virginia Morris for being almost inhumanly patient and kind. We feel the same way about her. about her with us because people were like calling her, I'm sure, and saying, Are you out of your mind with these yeah. two? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, she's got a pith, a pith helmet. She she can wear a pith helmet better than any manager I've ever seen. <sighs> but I, I did have to steal. Um, so I, I will just tell you how I stole, because now I'm worried about my reputation, you guys. You have to oh. let me salvage. Okay, okay, okay please. Yeah, so I went into the public library because I wanted to research little bitty stations that I thought nobody would possibly make up having worked at. Sure. And 
And they had a sign on the research shelves. There was something called the Standard Rate and Data Service Buying Guide, which back when there was paper, this listed all the stations and where they were and who their managers were. So I thought, okay, I'll check this out and I'll Xerox all the pages or I'll copy them all down. And there was a sign that said, we, we do not um, check out reference books. And I thought, oh, holy criminy, now what? And I thought, all right, fine. I have a big purse here that I bought to carry records around in. And I just climbed up on the stool and I shoved it in my purse. I ran out. I kept it for three weeks and then I returned it. But I, I, I did have to steal technically to start. Well, well when you think about it, you know, there was no Internet. There was right. no way that people nope. could really fact check unless they really want to spend a lot of time on yeah, it. I mean, it really you, was kind well, of the I wild, wild west. Yeah. yeah. So what about, you know, because you're still doing radio now. What, what do you feel like um, as you grew you know, from when you started, when you were doing radio, even here in the Twin Cities, to what you do today, what was your, you know, we've heard a lot about Howard Stern's natural projection from kind of shock jock to being more thoughtful. I, I do want to say that I, I came off the air. I'm doing creative for Bloomberg right now because I wanted to finish the book. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So that's a hiatus. Okay. So, but, and it's going to be a one woman show. So I don't want to deceive anyone. See, okay. see how honest I am? Yes. Yeah, I'm a liar. Not bad. Right. <laughs> Not so, bad. Um, but <laughs> I will be going back on the air, I hope, at some point. Um, but, but the Howard Stern thing, you, you know and I know that as the Hamilton song goes, getting in the room where it happens is not so easy if you're a minority or a woman. Mm-hmm. And you weren't even allowed to speak of this because then you were branded as a troublemaker. And, right. Um, and, and you would not get you wouldn't even get a chance to have to deal with a Me Too problem, which sounds flippant. But I I honestly mean it. You know, I'd rather have to figure out how to deal with a Me Too problem than never be let in the door in the first place. And it shouldn't work either way. But to answer your question, I don't think that was a problem for Howard Stern. So he could antagonize anybody he pleased. Right. And nobody was going to call him an angry woman. Right. That's so true. Nobody I've ever known. Yeah. It's like um, the the trouble. um, Didn't you get in hot water about vibrator talk one time? Oh, all the time. All the time. Uh, Anytime you mention vibrator. No, I got in trouble all the time. The vibrator. This was another. I I had a, a run of working for. We think we'd like to do talk radio for when? No, not really. And I had like three stations in a row that were like that. Oh. And uh, this particular station in, in L.A. was run by three guys. Um, if you're just, Turi, just one second. I, if, you're, I, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Turi Ryder. Okay, sorry to interrupt, yeah, but so many still, people say, who are you am. talking about? Oh, you do whatever you got to do. Okay. Do, do whatever you got to do. Otherwise, they're going to wonder what the heck happened to your radio station. There you go. So, um. So there were these guys in L.A., and they were going to program a talk station for women. Um, one wasn't interested in women uh, intimately at all. Uh, one had been married for like 30 years. I don't know what the deal with the other one was. But at that time, oh, my God. husband, called Save the Planet, was running a political race for a Minnesota senator. And so we were separated during this time. So I was talking on the air about what it's like to be separated from your partner for a long period of time. And women called me and they said, oh, you need to get yourself some toys. You need to get, and here's where you can, you can get them here and get them here. And the conversation was so G-rated that if you'd had your eight-year-old listening, he might've thought you wanted a Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. <laughs> there was no mention of 
of any kind of particular toy, right. but everybody who was over, you know, a certain age knew yeah. what we were talking about. So I finished the conversation and the next day it's one of these, you know, come into my office. We want to talk to you. And there are the three guys, all three of them. And they say, well, you know, your show about, you know, marital aids, that, that's just not marital aids <laughs> talk for women. And I, I said, I thought this was a, well, they couldn't say the V they could not say oh, it. Don't say vagina. So, um, <laughs> I said, uh, well, uh, it is a talk station for women. You'll notice women brought it up. Right. And they said, well, you know, we, we know that women don't want to talk about this. Women don't talk about these things. Oh, and there was this moment where this little switch in my head, I just, I, 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 I had to say it. I said, all women are, are just your wives. Yeah, right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh, dear. How'd that go over? I couldn't help it. You couldn't couldn't help it. it. They were being ridiculous. Oh, Terry, you really, you, you were a a trailblazer. I mean, when I think about where you were in your radio career and everything, and your book was just. It's a debut teller. I really enjoyed your writing. I just, you're a great storyteller and I want you to keep writing and of course, keep doing the radio. But I, I just think, you know, like moms or women who came of their working like in the 80s or 90s mm-hmm. whatever your industry it, you know it was it's poignant it, yeah, yeah there was a poignancy mm-hmm. to it that i really enjoyed thank you well it is meant for all women yeah who work particularly women who have to figure out you know what to do about working and having families and figuring yeah. all of that out and there are a lot of us Yes, and there I ended up putting a studio in my house, as I think you know from reading the book. Yes, studio in the house. But uh, and that went pretty well. I mean, my kids were great. Yeah, but they... it is kind of funny. Like when they run into somebody who listens and say, oh, "I listen to your show," and I had my kid look at me one time and say, "I don't think anybody listened to you." I love it. We hear that. We <laughs> know yeah, we that. She said, "What a life on the air" by Turi Ryder. Pick it up at local bookstores and, of course, at Amazon.com. Thank you, Turi. Thank you, and I'll be in the Twin Cities soon, so I hope that I get to see you guys and give you a hug and a thank you. Oh, that would be wonderful. All right, so when we come back, 